0: There's nothing more embarrassing than forgetting that you're in the hood at a red light, belting out nothing can stop us now by starship, and these windows are not tinted. Hello and welcome back to the Jones Chronicles, Volume 7. It has been a good week it went by quickly. (laughs) A lot of things uh, didn't escalate in the situations in which I was beating things, though I do have a very colorful language by myself because it's just me chatting with some agents all day long and sometimes the communication barrier breaks down and things like fuck tinkles comes out of my mouth because I am getting really creative with the cursing. Because Jesus Christ. It's like I can't believe you make so much more money than me. That just makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. Oh my, 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 my. I already know what's coming next. Why don't you go do their job then? Because I don't like to talk to people. So, there's that. So I figure their extrovert skills balances out the brain that i need to work for them and we make a beautiful partnership at the end of the day and while there is occasionally hostility on both sides predominantly we all get along unless you're in new york i luckily do not have that zone those agents are fucking cutthroat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like straight up boss-ass mafia gangsters. Donde estoy. Y- and dragging your life in the comment section of the survey that they all give you, that they they take after every time you have an interaction with them. And I've seen the snippets that my coworkers who work in that zone send me. And I'm like, damn. I mean, they really don't give a fuck. You, you, you. You're cool, you. The highlight of my work week was when I um, tricked out this burn. Tricked out, what what does that even mean? I don't know. It's what first came to mind, but We are in the middle of this meeting, and uh, she's talking about Mike Spitz or something about a Spitz. I don't know. It was Olympic trivia. And this coworker is much older, and she always opens herself for these types of jokes. And I've been behaving myself, but it was Friday, and I was on one. So when she said, yeah, back in my day, we used to swim... During gym class, I was like, was that before or after the Great Depression? Oh my God! I felt ridiculously quite proud of myself for that one. (laughs) What I'm finding too is I can get some Zumba in, like a 15-20 minute session in between some chats, which is nice because I like listening to music. I'm going to start listening to some audiobooks I occasionally watch tv as well i mean sometimes they don't come back to the chat like you're like hey are you still there i gave your answer 25 minutes ago (laughs) and in five minutes i gotta disconnect and then they'll come back right at five minutes like four minutes and 53 seconds on the clock i'm here and i'm only like that because i know that you ain't looked at none of the damn material that i already researched for you and gave you the answer of you just want to keep talking to me about it because you really just need to understand so what else this week? I uh, met up with my mom and the nieces and nephews in Walmart. We did a shop together. It was nice seeing the little kiddos. They're so sweet. And then my mom's like, you you only had one. You're so lucky. I'm like, I know. Like, I love picking them up and kissing all over them. And when, they, when they're not mine, they can go home to their own mama. My sister had three. Like, what the fuck? My other sister is, like, not even trying. (laughs) It's like, I don't know about all that. My other sister had one, but she is a zero at the current moment. And then my brother, I've lost count of how many spawns show up at my mother's doorstep. Like, where the fuck you been? And who the hell is that? Oh, this is my child. And, you know how many is that now do you not believe in the thing called condoms do you do they not work for you what are you getting the wrong size i'm michael jordan stop it get some help can't take care of one but keep having more my uh one nephew is starting to look like hit and play with his little box hair that he's got going on i just keep i saw him today i'm like hit and play and i'm like i know you don't even know who that is but google it Cause that's how you look in, and it's not a good look. And I look at my mom like, "What's? How are you allowing this to happen?" She's like, "I'm about to get it cut." I'm like, "Um, mm, but you still allowed it to get to this place." I will say, men in Walmart, stop having random conversations with a woman's child if you're trying to get at her, because it comes off like you're a pedophile and you already lost like negative 55 points like uh, why are you talking to my children well they're not my children but (laughs) why are you talking to the children stop it hi i'm the adult do you need something if you don't why are you stopping by this is not a zoo every time we're in the store though my mom always cares about everybody else and what they doing and i never ever do and my sister is the exact same way like she just be spazzing the fuck out i'm like i don't know how y'all pay attention to all this shit because a i come to the store prepared mentally and physically i get my shit i get in line i don't bitch about the line because i know that this is the same repetitive experience that's been going on for the past century so, <laughs> there's always 19 registers and only four of them are on and the rest are self-checkout and the line is like ridiculously out the door. It's Saturday. Yes, they are understaffed and nobody wants to work here. And then my mom goes tell me, I used to work at Walmart. Bitch, so did I. What, what has that got to do with any of the conversation in which we are having? Because she wanted to show her receipt. I said, no, you don't need to show it unless he asked for it. She's like, no, you're supposed to. I'm like, okay. But that Walmart job that you don't work at anymore. That you could work at right now. If you really wanted to. Because you just refused to go back. So if you want to be an employee so bad. You can go ahead and do that. You fucking bitch. Why you bullying me, everyone asking? I know it sounds like we're or I'm always jonesing on my mom, but that's literally, I think I've stated before, our relationship, and she's the one that built that foundation of said relationship, and thus, that is why we are here. (laughs) And at 37 years old, things are not going to suddenly change, which is basically the problem. I did find out my nephew is coming up, uh is he my nephew or my cousin i don't remember i know that his aunt is my or his mom is my aunt (laughs) my saying so i guess that i don't know i literally do not follow the family tree whatsoever i know we related but he is driving up here next week and i'm like man i remember when he was just a little baby man has time flown and that brings me back to the trips that we used to take to indianapolis because that's where my mom's family is from it's where i actually was born but when i was about two or three that's when we moved to ohio now i was told that we did a stint in mexico for what i don't fucking know it's one of those weird lorenzo era type of deals We would always go and visit and stay about a week or so. See my grandma, which I, I never had that loving, sweet grandma. My grandma always used to love to give us milk and tell us that we're gonna stay on the porch and clean up, and then she turned us into her little worker bees. I'm like, why do all black kids gotta be worker bees? Why can't we just go outside and have fun like white children? <laughs> we gotta be spraying down fucking your window door where your fingerprints is up there and we're children who told you to get glass my younger aunt was still in college so mostly we would hang out with um my elder aunt who has unfortunately passed away uh, recently from covid uh, last year so she was the perfect compliment because she had four boys of her own and a whole bunch of problems with their baby daddies (laughs) she's also what one would call a chronic gossip so in the summer of i don't think he is my daddy it was my aunt that dropped all of the tea cake and the crumbs she didn't like that man whatsoever so she pretty much Gave the whole spiel. Busted out names. Gave dates. Locations. Surveillance footage. Who knew? Who didn't know? She also had a crippling addiction to cough syrup at this time. Which coincidentally made her the funnest aunt to spend two weeks with. (laughs) We used to do gymnastics a lot. And her son, Robert who unfortunately has passed away as well um some years ago for his mother unfortunately um, from a brain aneurysm but even at a young age we knew Robert was different because while the boys were doing boy things I have no idea because we never ever tried to follow up on that us girls were playing gymnastics like it's on right now the Olympics and I'm not even bothered we even had a trivia game i was like well i'm gonna go back to watching invincible because (laughs) i don't even want to google the answers that's how disinterested i am but back then gymnastics was the thing we would come up with our own little dance choreography in the dining room we would move all the furniture out of the way do the balance beam uh, do the dismount and my cousin robert was there with us and his barbie dolls Yes, my cousin Robert eventually came out as gay. I was the first person he came out to and I'm not sure what he expected, but it was underwhelming because I was like, I know, bitch, your dismounts were better than mine. At home was not very pleasant for my parents because i had that i've just had enough teen moment or pre-teen moment whichever you know hormones out of fucking control that's why testosterone is to be seriously we need to stop fucking with with men and messing them up by telling them to suppress your emotions because that's not healthy not at all and i let my emotions out and i can say That was probably the healthiest thing I could have done in that moment when I was confronted with the truth that I've been told lies my entire 13 years on this earth. And the thing is, I'm not even sure why it had to be a lie. If you would have told me at like two, hey, that's not your real daddy. It's like, okay, maybe because I would have used it in conversation. But you don't know that. You make it suppositions. Who's planning to take that shit to your grave and you deserve me to wow out the whole fucking five hour drive home. Like I had no comprehension. My mom's holding me down in the back street, and I'm screaming my fucking head off and they deserved it. I don't regret it. Not one little bit because that's not information you keep for or keep from your child. I know there's this old school, you know, even my mom's like, yeah, there's some things my mom's taking to her grave. Good for you. That is not though what you deserve to give your child. You deserve to give them the 100% truth as much as that truth that you can give at the right stages in which that information is relevant. 13 years old is past the point of that information is relevant. And the funny thing is I never did say that to his face or throw it in his face. Cause I was already judging him. Now the other part was just, if anything it comforted me because it was like this feeling I had and you convince yourself that you're not right or you know, you ignore that feeling and then it turns out that your gut and intuition was right all along. There's a certain relief with that. and then the anger came because you put me through that shit. but just like that it was over. It blew over very quickly. But like the next morning. Because I don't hold grudges. It's really hard for me to hold a grudge. I can dislike someone and just truly dislike them. And then if they're in my vicinity. Then the the emotions start to simmer. Grudge to kill. Rising. But for the most part. I am low on the confrontational scale. Considering. (laughs) They're were many more confrontations to come from this moment i started getting more vindictive though i started calling the police I didn't like that you sons of bitches all parties turned on me when i called the police when mommy and daddy started scrapping it's like you know what i'm tired of getting between y'all asses you're getting on my nerves and you're making my life a living hell so i'm gonna start to call attention to it until maybe one day you get your shit together eventually it did happen and my dad got sober but that was still uh what two years off and it unfortunately didn't make him any less violent when he decided to get in tussles with teenage boys which is rather ridiculous when you're a 50 year old man but you know that testosterone and one's manhood and all that toxic shit Not to mention all of the buildup that was naturally going toward the inevitable conclusion of blows coming between father and son when he busted him having a cigarette and he made him eat the entire carton of cigarettes. I think I've said that before. I am a creature of repetition and I don't recall every week what we discuss on these podcasts. So if I do ever repeat myself, no that it is not a conscious thing. Turns out I wasn't the only one, though, that had a baby daddy that wasn't around anymore. Turns out my second eldest sister also had a different father. Unlike me, instead of having a moment of pretty much melodramatic outcry, my sister used the knowledge to make her feel guilty to make sure she gets her way in many situations and subtle manipulation all throughout high school and very much beyond into her own drug addiction. Surpassed justification of that particular card. I had just been accepted into the Cleveland School of Arts and my creative writing just got a booster shot of dramatic material and there was still summer to be had. And that particular summer was the summer of Wiggers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I am told nowadays they are called Spicy Whites, I believe. Maybe something else. But back in the day, they were called Wiggers. What are Wiggers, you may ask? You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. These are white men or women i don't think they were called Wiggers. so i don't think there were any words for them but that they grew up in a predominantly or heavily influenced african-american urban community and thus growing up in the culture adjusted to said culture naturally organically and thus they are called wiggers versus others that might be called something like uh i don't even remember what was the derogatory term for them to be quite frank but they're not posers in a way in which like suburbans coming down and using the lingo thinking that they're somehow hip that's not what wiggers or spicy whites are they are organically simply part of the culture due to their geographic region. So, in my neighborhood, it's hallelujah, it's amen. Now, I wouldn't consider myself boy crazy, but I would say I was pretty hard up for male attention in some capacity. whether it was friendship or romantic, I found myself surrounded by a lot of males and very much not surrounded by females. Now it's not to say I didn't attempt to make female friends, I did. But as I stated previously, I was kinda ostracized from from classmates and from other people or other kids in the black community because I wasn't considered black enough And I was very confused by that because I never at any moment felt not who I was. Like I had no shame of my skin tone. I didn't want to be anything other than who I was. And it's funny now, (laughs) a lot of people will be like, oh, really? People used to say, yes. And maybe because as time went on, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's more defined or maybe people don't define it in the same way that they did back then i don't know i know i talked to other people and they're just like you sound black they're like no you you can sound your other way (laughs) you know your professional manner but there's no like i i don't listen to you when you're talking about things and think that you are trying to be someone other than authentically what your culture is and it's not unrepresentative of your culture. I think about listening to history about how the church made sure everyone was in their, their place and how people really took that seriously, especially in European culture. You know, there was a pride in your particular place and the way you eat, the way you dress, the way you do this. And I feel as if in a way even in the black community there was a way you had to be to be considered part of the black community and i don't think it's that as, as a stereotyped as it was but back in the early 90s it, it truly and it makes sense right after the rodney king um riots and things like that uh the the abuse of the police that we're still dealing with today assimilated with the black culture meant not assimilating with things that weren't a part of the culture because it was about that pride but i didn't understand that i'm just a 13 year old fucking kid i just don't know what went wrong so i think before we do go into um spring love i don't know what year that was but (laughs) i did want to talk about Quickly, one of my triumphant moments as a big sister is when my brother, because my parents would go off, as I stated, they worked at different shifts my dad would just be gone and my mom would work third shift and he had these bikes. We, We had these moped little bikes. And of course, my brother gets his moped bike stolen. I mean, the guy just goes up to him, pushes him down, gets on the moped bike and speeds off. So you know, I got the S on my chest. I don't like running, but I sprang like you son, Bolt. Do you hear me? I was down that street chasing that bike. Now I couldn't go that damn fast. These are mopeds in 1990 something. Okay, they went about all of two uh, speeds per mile. I don't even know. But I chased him across the street. I remember the whole block. It was a block and a half that I chased him up before I finally tackled him off the bike. It was some 16, 17-year-old kid. I gave him a few kicks, a few uh, punches. And then I take that broke-ass mopad and I walk that bitch on back home. My brother was very anxiously waiting there. I saw him crying with tears in his eyes before I crested over that peak triumphantly. One of our few sweet moments of sibling love and protection i'm not close with my brother which is a shame because he's my only brother out of all these girls and yet we just never had that type of bond past the point in which he no longer needed me to be his bodyguard and protector but i did have that role for all of my siblings no one could fuck with them they always fucked with me but no one could fuck with them. And that is time. So if you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackoutcatch at gmail.com, or you can leave any kind of comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black Girl magic.